Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Love Letters and Mixtapes or send me an email at loveLettersandMixtapes at gmail.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week, I wanted us to speak about discomfort as an initiation instead of an inconvenience. Now, whenever we begin having a conversation about a thought, feeling, behavior, emotion that we tend to think of as negative, instantly there's this wall or a block in the conversation because what we're told is that we need to immediately distance ourselves from that thing. That thing is bad for us. There is nothing we can learn from that, and the entire purpose and goal of the awareness is to distance ourselves from that and make sure it never appears again. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I don't really look at life that way. And I'm not telling you how you have to look at it. I'm just offering a different perspective. So today, we are looking at discomfort, this thing that we are hardwired to distance ourselves from as an initiation, an invitation, a way to enter into a new way of looking at ourselves and at the world instead of looking at it as an inconvenience. Now let's begin introducing some discernment into this conversation. One thing that I often say here is that discomfort is not pain, and pain will not kill us. And that's something to be aware of as we begin this discussion, because there is something inside of us that can tell us that discomfort will ruin us. Discomfort will end us. We have to immediately push it away. And this is really personal work. And I want to highlight that here because I do not know what your limits are, your thresholds are, your boundaries are. I don't know what's uncomfortable for you. I don't know what causes you pain. I don't know what makes you feel threatened. So this is not about listening to someone on a podcast and immediately adopting what they are doing. It is about dropping into your own awareness with a lot of compassion and empathy and maybe a little bit of patience and saying, what is my threshold? What causes me discomfort? And what 
causes me pain? And have I ever confused the two? Has there ever been a moment in my life when a moment of discomfort that could have been a teacher instantly made me feel threatened? So how do we begin exploring this topic? As with almost any topic on here, I love questions. So I would begin by asking myself, what am I most comfortable with? Not what I say I like, not what I say I want, and not what I say that I am attracted to or aspire to. What am I most comfortable with? And I encourage you to take a moment to think about that Even if you have to pause this podcast for a second, drop into your self-awareness. Think about recent interactions. Think about dynamics. Think about systems and communities that you are a part of. What are you comfortable with? And if you're feeling some confusion about that, think about the physical, mental, spiritual, financial, emotional spaces where you feel that you know the layout, you know the map, you know the language, you know the expectations. Very often on this podcast, I bring up the experiences of adult children of alcoholics and addiction and family dysfunction in whatever form it shows up in. And I think about that in this discussion because having grown up in one of those homes I know what I'm most comfortable with. I know my first language. I know my first emotional language. I know when to speak. I know when to hide and make myself invisible. I know when hypervigilance is the only weapon I have. And in saying that, I am not beating myself up. I am not saying I live in that space today. I am honoring and recognizing What is most comfortable? That baseline that I grew up in, that first language I was taught. And to go even deeper into this discussion, I would encourage you to think about what is most uncomfortable for you. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, what is an uncomfortable space, relationship, dynamic? What does that bring up in you? When do you feel out of place? What is that moment when you feel as if everyone else was given an instruction manual or a guide and you don't have one? And if you are feeling some blocks around this conversation, I'm going to encourage you to bring the discernment forward. Meaning, if you're not feeling comfortable reviewing your past, how about just bring it into the present and think about this this week? bringing that discernment into your current moments of discomfort and think about what does this remind me of? What relationship does this remind me of? What time in my life? What age? What dynamic? What situation? What does this moment of discomfort force me to tell the truth about? Whether that is other people, whether that is the situation, whether that's myself and my coping mechanisms, what does it bring to the surface? And how is this discomfort a roadblock to my compulsive self-aversion? And that's a deep one, so we should probably unpack that in a few minutes. But for right now, I would say that is the question I would ask myself. 
How is this discomfort a roadblock to my compulsive self-aversion? Meaning, what does this reveal to me about myself? I think that there are so many misconceptions around comfort and discomfort, and we can automatically assume that when we are in a comfortable state, that that is the good state, that is the positive situation, that is the one that is most beneficial to us. And we can also assume that any moment of discomfort is something we have to run from, that the discomfort itself is the red flag and that we should automatically be pivoting and running back to what feels good. But the reason we're discussing this today is because very often what feels good can ultimately not be helping us. It might be harming us, and it can falsely appear to offer us a very high reward. And that is through repeated experiences, that is through programming, that is through learned experiences, whether that's in childhood, early adulthood. We repeat these patterns over and over and over again, and we begin to get very comfortable with them because there is no confusion about how this is going to end. There's an element of control in the comfort. So as we explore this topic, we are going to resist immediately assuming that comfortable is good and uncomfortable is bad. We're going to drop into a deeper state of awareness. We're stepping out of that very rigid, contracted state that comfort can sometimes keep us in. And again, no one knows your situation. This topic is an invitation to exploration. It is not me saying whatever you're currently doing is bad and something else would be better. It's about introducing awareness into our compulsive behaviors, into those patterns that we repeat all the time. It's saying, I want to step back and see how I am showing up in these moments, in these systems, these dynamics, these relationships. How am I showing up when I'm communicating, whether that's energetically physically, verbally, and where am I most comfortable? Do I find a great sense of comfort in self-sabotage? Because at least that way, I know how the story ends. At least that way, I don't have to be in expansiveness. I can stay in that contracted state. Are we most comfortable in anger? Because anger makes us feel like we have a weapon, and we are protected, and we have a way to keep people away from us, to get them to back off? And is that something we had to do earlier in our life to protect ourselves? Is lashing out our bid for connection that we are most comfortable with? Because at least we can get that rush of emotion, that high, that shame crash, that self-aversion, all of those emotions that may have been lacking or missing out in our life. And this is the one way we found we can always find it. It is a cycle and a pattern of certainty. Lashing out at other people, making sure I can grab someone and force them to be in an emotional cycle with me. Are we comfortable bullying people? Are we comfortable making other people feel small in order to make ourselves feel bigger? Is our fear of being right-sized or 
humble, really so scary because we think we might disappear? Do we feel that we have to bully other people in order to mark our territory? Are we comfortable isolating and cutting other people off because we have found in the past that we have been disappointed by opening ourselves up or sitting in vulnerability and authenticity with another person? And so being alone is that assuredness, that certainty that this won't ever happen again. But what is it preventing us from? And maybe I've given an example that you regularly engage in. Maybe I've missed the mark completely. It's not about me understanding every single person who's listening to this podcast. It's about planting that seed of asking questions of what do I do that I am most comfortable with and what is it bringing into my life? And is there something that I might benefit from being uncomfortable with? Would that discomfort offer me some freedom, some expansiveness? And what about that is so scary to me? And that brings us back to that question before. Is discomfort pain? And will pain kill us? Because I often think that discomfort arises when we are brought back into awareness. And once we're aware, we feel a sense of responsibility. We have to do something. We have to make a change or we have to own it and lean into it. So if I can make sure that I'm not bringing awareness into my self-sabotaging behaviors, if I can make sure that I'm not bringing awareness into my anger or my lashing out or my isolation, I can continue engaging in it and I can always be certain of how the story ends. A few minutes ago, I asked that question, how is discomfort a roadblock to my compulsive self-aversion? And that ties into what I was just speaking about, because discomfort does not allow you to keep walking down that path, that awareness of this pattern that we're engaged in, of pushing away from ourselves. And that can look like compulsion, compulsive behaviors that we repeat over and over and over again. And we think, if I just do a little bit more, if I just add some to this, it'll get better. Oh, I just need to increase my amount and then I can get that feeling that I got the first time. Maybe it's about disconnection. You know, we talk about that on this podcast a lot. Disconnection, cutting off from the self, cutting off from something greater than us. And that can launch us into that grandiosity, the grandiosity of how terrible we are sometimes, or the grandiosity in that overestimation of our ability. And both of those are ways to self-sabotage and cut ourselves off. I also think about self-aversion as a great way to prevent us from seeing the bigger picture. And think about that, how that prevents you from really engaging in life, your inability to see the bigger picture. I talk about humility a lot because I don't think it is humiliation. I think humility is an awareness of our place in things, that we are a conduit, that it does not generate from us, that life is moving through us. And so when we cut ourselves off from that bigger picture and that awareness that we are playing an essential part, it drops us into that self-aversion. We can think everything is pointless. We can think we are pointless 
or we can overestimate our role and think nothing can happen without us. And both of those beliefs set us up for failure. I also think about self-aversion as an inability to anchor into our own presence. That inability to sit in stillness, to consult yourself, to reflect, to engage in contemplative thought, that quiet of the inner self. And if we're always on the go, we're always raging, we're always loud, we're always consuming, we're always go, 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 what happens when we pause? What happens when we find that stillness? It can feel so abrupt. It can feel scary. It can feel really overwhelming. Speaking of compulsive self-aversion, what about when we engage in activities that create a feeling of shame within us? And we engage in those cycles where we kind of ramp up, we lash out, or we engage in something that we are ashamed of, and we have that emotional high, and then we have that emotional crash. And how does repeating that cycle create that sense of self-aversion? Would I want to know myself well if I am ashamed of who I am and how I am and how I show up in the world and how I engage with you? Definitely not. I want to get away from myself as much as possible if I'm in that cycle. And even though we are in these cycles, these cycles are rigid and we are in a very contracted state. So in speaking about this, am I encouraging everyone to destroy their relationships and blow up their entire lives and every time you want to go left, go right instead? Absolutely not. This is simply an invitation into awareness and saying that every time I have that moment of discomfort, what would happen if I saw it as an initiation, as an entryway instead of a block? Instead of a closed door, it's a wide open new path. And what would that feel like in my life? I recently had an experience at work where two of my colleagues who are elevating their skill set at a very fast rate and they are taking on more projects and they are doing more things and they're way more public than they were six months ago. They both said separately, I'm nervous for the first time at this job. I've never been nervous before. And they immediately felt some resistance to that. So instead of making them feel bad about it, I just invited them to think about what that actually means and peel back those layers of the onion. Go a little bit deeper. Why are you nervous all of the sudden? And what are the other feelings that are coming up? And what is the story you are telling yourself about being seen and heard and accomplishing things and doing things really, really well and having other people acknowledge that. Now, is nervousness helpful? Absolutely. Negativity bias is what has kept us alive for thousands of years. But in moments when we are in our expansive energy and we are learning and growing and performing and achieving, those moments of nervousness our discomfort, and we can immediately have those feelings and run from them. The whole world can tell us that those are red flags and we have to get away from that as fast as possible. But when you work with someone like me, I talk about nervousness from a position of neutrality. What is this telling me? 
what is this showing me about myself? And what are my fears that are underlying this feeling? And for most people, I believe fear shows up in three ways. We are afraid of not being enough. We are afraid of not having enough. And we are afraid that someone is going to take something we have. So when people were telling me at work that they were starting to get a little bit nervous and they were a little uncomfortable about all of this expansiveness, I encouraged them to lean into it. If your boundaries are not being crossed, if you are feeling safe, if you are aware that this is going to benefit you, is that nervousness a red flag or is it an initiation? Is that nervousness an awareness of your capacity? Is it an awareness of your potential? An awareness of your resilience and your ability to grow and the muscles you've grown mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally over time. As I mentioned earlier, this podcast is not about you blowing up your life. It's about you getting curious. Get curious about your nervousness. Get curious about your discomfort. Get curious about the things you're most comfortable with and ask yourself, why am I comfortable with that? And why do I keep going back to that well? Why do I keep looking for those experiences or those relationships in every new setting? Why am I preventing myself from new experiences? And when we regularly engage in this curiosity, what is the thing that we become most aware of? Personally, I feel that we become deeply acquainted with our capacity, our potential, and our resilience. And a lot of people will tell you that resilience is your ability to avoid problems, your ability to avoid discomfort, or your ability to muscle through. And I disagree. I think resilience is dynamic and malleable and adaptive and surprising, and it's something we practice. It is a muscle we develop over and over and over again. And it's not about fighting our way through something. It's about caring for ourselves so well that we can move through adversity. That adversity that is inevitable if you're a human being having a human experience. And that doesn't minimize our very real fears of being rejected, of being called out, of being seen as an imposter, a fake, or less than. Those are really valid fears. But I'm going to encourage you, as I always do in all of these episodes, to introduce some curiosity and discernment into your comfort and discomfort. And maybe just step away from the story that you're telling yourself of where you belong or what you're good at or what you deserve and allow yourself to write a new one. Allow awareness to write a new story for you instead of the story of self-aversion. Now, I could have probably spoken about this topic for four hours straight and probably a one-on-one -on -one conversation where you can go really deep with the other person. But I'm going to encourage you to use this topic this week and see how it shows up in your life. In my previous episode, I talked about us being our favorite selves and leaning into that and not being ashamed of it. And I think that that really applies here because maybe your favorite self is inconvenient Maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe it disrupts things. 
and that's okay. So until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Maybe take a moment to send this episode to someone in your life who would resonate with it. You can also take a moment to like, rate, and review this podcast, or send me an email at loveletters and mixtapes at gmail.com.